Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the fourth episode of State of the Division AL West edition. My name is T. Wright. I'm here with Kendall McKee. We're going to bring you the most up-to-date news and notes from around the division following a pretty interesting week. Um, But we've got a, a lot to talk about. We'll kind of continue the same format. We'll talk about the standings. If there's been changes there, we'll talk about MVP, LVP, Injury, news, notes, uh, Kindle's power rankings, and then we'll give you, as always, our card buy of the week for the division. So excited to get to this content. Let's go ahead and kick it off by getting to the standings, where we saw a little movement, actually. Uh, We saw Houston shoot up from the middle of the pack after a. uh, they were sitting at 12. I'll go ahead and just read you. Last week, we had the Angels at 15 and 9, Seattle at 12 and 11. Houston at 12 and 11, Oakland at 10 and 13, and Texas at 8 and 14. The bottom two teams swapped with Texas now moving into fourth place at 11 and 16, Oakland at 11 and 19. Seattle and Houston swapped as Seattle kind of had a really rough week. Not kind of, they did. And Houston had a fantastic, <laughs> fantastic week going undefeated. So, and then and LA kind of held serve. So they went five and two in the previous week, went five and two again, and they sit atop the division at 20 and 11, 20 and 11. Houston, right again, right there, one game back. But we're seeing a little bit of separation. So excuse me as you hear the sirens blaring. Um, I'm not under arrest, but it's Lawson. They're coming to get Lawson. It's always possible. Um, anyways, so we have a little bit of separation with Houston and LA. Seattle again, really rough week, went one and six on the re- on the week and put themselves in the middle of the pack. Texas and Oakland doing Texas and Oakland things and remaining in the cellar. So any thoughts on the standings? Again, saw a good good week from LA, a great week from Houston, and then a so-so week from the other teams. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna talk a lot about that in the power rankings, right. but um well, you keep keep it for that. Yeah, but I do want to point out that you've talked about the AL West here, mm-hmm. and our fans on YouTube actually just want us to talk about the AL Central. <laughs> so, you know, yes. we got five comments, and one of them was, where's the AL Central? The AL Central. Yes, we, we actually really appreciate any comments we get. And if you have questions that you want us to answer, uh, throw them in there. We'll, we'll love to look at them. So, yeah. If you have something that after, after on the heels of this episode that you really want us to talk about next week, maybe you have a question about a specific player, uh, throw it in there. We'd love to talk about it. So moving on, as is customary now that we're in the fourth edition of this podcast, we will talk about the MVP of the week, both pitching and, uh, and hitting. We'll talk about the LVP, both pitching and hitting. And here we go. So my MVP for the week is, drum roll please, Jared Walsh, Jared Walsh of the LA Angels. What a week. This guy dominated since the last time we talked. His slash line is 417, 440, 958. The guy's got an ISO of 542, a WRC plus of 317. He's on a tear. Four home runs, 12 RBI, scored six runs, played just a monster role in LA's continued success as they remain atop the division standings despite Houston's efforts, which shout out to Altuve. He also had a really good week. If you're paying attention, was definitely in consideration for him. He was due for it though, really. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Had 
six less ABs than Walsh did. So that's kind of the reason why I went with Walsh. More plate appearances, but Walsh earned it. He had a great week this week. So I'm going with Walsh. Jared Walsh is my MVP. Anyone else in particular stick out to you that you might want to mention briefly? Um, no, not again that I'm not going to reference in the power and like the later. <laughs> All right, good deal. I won't try to draw it out of you anymore. <laughs> All right. Let me pitch- keep my secrets. I know, Steve. I got, okay, 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 okay. MVP for the for uh, the pitching performance this week. Got to go with Otani. Uh, he had a, a another incredible performance on Thursday against the Boston Red Sox. So a lot of pitchers are having great performances against the Boston Red Sox. But he went seven scoreless, gave up six hits, struck out 11. Uh, just the guy is just unreal. That's kind of vintage Otani maybe, um, yeah. but had a great performance against Boston. No one else really had uh, one on that level. There were a couple. Um, That's not fair. What? Martin Perez has had a, like, he's had a week, my man. Oh. Not that, not that level, but he is. And I, and I dog Martin Perez all the time for his first stint with the Rangers. <laughs> But I give it to him. Had some he good had, he had a pretty nice week this weekend. Um, so Otani, I'm going to give him the MVP. That's fair. In the pitching department, I'll, I'll stay in the pitching department with the LVP. I'm going to give it again to last week. I gave it to Oakland staff in general. I don't really know how you kind of get off of Oakland given what they've done this week. So Dalton Jeffries, just another bad start. Went five innings, gave up four. I think he's given up four, six, and five in his last three starts. Doesn't didn't walk anyone the last start, so I guess that's that's good. Maybe um, <laughs> he just really wasn't great um, in the start, to say the least. Oakland again, their pitching is just, their their team is terrible. But I'm going to give it to Dalton Jeffries. I'm sorry, Dalton, if you're listening, which of course we know you are. That you are. Montas, Frankie Montas actually looked good. I think last week we talked a little bit about him, dogged him a little bit, but he looked good against Tampa Bay, a team that's really hot right now. So shout out to him. Um, he was kind of their bright spot uh, in a pretty rough week. And for the least valuable player uh, in the hitting department, I'm going to go with Corey Seager. Oh, I know. I know. There were a few that he literally some- just hit a home run. Okay. Okay. Well, that's not the week in which we're talking about. All right. You remember this, you remember this next, (laughs) next week when you're riding it up, there were a lot though. I mean, like, uh, I mean, I'll give it to you. Low had a bad week. Tucker had a bad week. Uh, Brandon Marsh, my goodness. Uh, Suarez again, but when those guys actually, they actually had a few hits and they actually hit home runs when they actually hit the ball. So, uh, but I'm going to go with Seager. He was over 16 this last week, one for, his last 21, he went hitless in that series against New York when they really could have taken yeah. all of those games. Their yeah. pitching staff only gave up five runs yeah. all weekend, which is nuts in its own right. In, a, in the Yankees ballpark. Yeah. And so, I mean, maybe Texas. And one, and one of them was a walk-off from Glaber that was a, just a fence grazer. Yeah. So maybe Texas staff deserves pitching MVP. But – I'm going to go with Seager. I just I felt like he didn't show up in a, in a series that easily Texas could have won all three of them and should have yeah. given their pitching performance. So I'm sorry to disappoint you, Kendall, but that's my LVP. For no, the they disappoint me, not you. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I get that. I just um, 
I uh, just would, you know, you want Seager to show up right then. And especially yeah. like, again, going back to how good Texas pitching was um, my poor dad, also a Rangers fan. The guy is so diehard. He sits in his chair every game. He's got his iPad on. He's got MLB TV on the TV. He's tracking every single man, man after my own heart. I mean, he is, he is set through so many L's, so yeah. many L's in his lifetime. Yeah. He is. I admire that. I admire that. So, He's got hats off to him. Happy birthday. Treasures in heaven for it. 70th birthday this week. As you watch the uh, Rangers. Uh, actually, I think they got, a, they won one of two on Saturday. So he got to watch them win a game, which good for him. So anyway, that's my LVP core Seager. So I'm going to turn it over to you. We're going to do injury news notes. Anything. Not, you don't have a pitcher LVP. Uh, I gave it to Dalton Jeffries. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. So um, there's just, there's just kind of been a lot. There's a lot of talking points from this division for the last week. And, and as I look at my notes, I'm like, okay, you know, there's a lot of stuff that needs to be talked about. Some of the stuff yeah. you've ref- you've referred about, um, yeah. for instance, I, I might as well start with the Angels. They're on fire, you know, yeah. and, I, and I'll do that in my power rankings. I actually I'm going to refer to my power rankings first. And here's why okay. they actually don't change from last week. So last week I said the Angels, Astros, Mariners, Texas, Oakland. That I'm still keeping with that same power ranking because, you know, the, the season is kind of getting to a spot where it's leveling out a little bit. Um, we're kind of getting into that stretch between now and the all-star break where we're probably going to see what teams really are made of. Almost a fifth of the way through. Yeah. And so here's what here's the what's close is Angels were super far ahead of the uh, the Astros. And now the Astros are catching up. So it's a close second now. In a distant third. Yeah. I mean, I would venture to say that if Mariners have another week, like if we just replicate the same week that we just had, the Mariners are going to have to be fourth in my power ranking. Yeah. Because I now Texas is going to have to have that same week too. Because I think Texas did have a good week. They went you know, three and two. Right. I mean, and 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 you know that with the rainouts and everything in New York, you know, like this team feels like to me. So I've watched a lot of baseball in my life, and I've watched a lot of Rangers in my life. And this team feels like it's kind of ready to do something. Hmm. And so I'll speak on that in just a second, but that's why I think that it could potentially move from four to three and and from three to four, depending on if they have the same kind of week they had in the last seven days, um, then I could see that. But I still think the Mariners edged them out in the end of the season. Um, I'm still holding out hope that the Mariners are going to end up competing for this division, actually. So um, weren't they they your pick to win? Yeah, they were. They were. Um, Now, I didn't expect Mitch Hanniger to have such a long IL stint. And I think he really is the life of and the stability of what that team is. You know, like if you think about last year's run and all the youth that came up and then you think about all the youth that's coming up again this year, you know, Julio is obviously. But then you bring in. Uh, you bring in Winker and also Suarez, you know, and like you need that staple that's been there. Yeah. And I think Hanniger is that guy for them. And he's, you know, had COVID and now he's on the IL stint for a different injury. And I think he needs to come back and their arms really need to, to develop their, their pitching staff actually had a really bad week. Um, so their starters are not doing great. Robbie Ray has not been what he was, um, you know, but they've got 
horses out there in that pen uh, or in the in the starting lineup uh, in the starting uh, rotation but their pen is struggling there's a lot of guys out there and all of them are i would say very average so um it, it's it's a struggle but for, for the angels though Shohei, you've talked about it, but he is a man on a mission. Every time that you think, hey, uh, yeah, Shohei's got a weakness right here in his game, he shows up the next week and throws 10 Ks. And not only this T, interestingly, he had 99 pitches in that start. Okay, so they're not holding him back. They're not not throttling him. 99 pitches in that start, 81 strikes. Sheesh. That's that is impressive. That might be one of the best in the in the season so far. Yeah, I would venture that that's pretty high on the list. Yeah, I'm gonna go back and check that for next show. That's um, it. so th- that's so impressive to me. Like to to have not only a dominant performance, but just all in the strike zone. There's no reaching there. You know, right. you're just dom. That's straight gas on gas. You know, so um, sh- and just. Another thing about this this Angels team is you've got to figure out like where is Adele going? You yeah. know, like is he staying? Is do they trade him? Do they get yeah. another piece? You know, like, I think that's probably he needs to change the scenery. I think I think you could see him move, and it might be to a division rival. I could see them moving from Montas and Joe Adele being that big piece there. Uh, I, I'm, you know, that I think they would probably try to go bigger than Montas because it's LA, mm-hmm. but uh, it could happen. It could happen. Okay. Right. Um, also, uh, just a small little tidbit. One of my favorite last names in the, the MLB got called up this week from the Angels. Kyle Bearclaw got called Bearclaw. up. Bearclaws got called up this week. Um, I didn't get, I didn't look at his stats, but I was looking at the transaction report. I was like, gotta mention my guy, Bearclaw. I uh, love him. So like um, Houston is hot. We talked about that. They're all over the place in terms of just like, they are really coming together and being Houston. And we knew and the thought that they could be, you know, I think still that their window is closing Jeremy Pena and Kyle Tucker can't do it all. Um, but I don't think we're done yet there. Um, I, I do want to point out that this happened early in the last seven days, but Dusty Baker did reach his 2000th win as a manager. That is very impressive. Yeah. Absolutely. Clap, clap for him. He's done it all over the league. Um, it, it, I think giants, reds, um, giants, red nationals, Houston. Is that it? Uh, I'd have to go back and check. I'm giants. It might be a stretch actually. I'm not hundred percent sure about that, but dusty congratulations. Uh, you deserve the credit, especially on this show. Cause we know you're watching. Right. <laughs> Dusty Baker tunes in. He wants one of them. Speaking. One of them might be. Yeah. One of them. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. We do have a Dusty Baker on staff and they take <laughs> pictures together commonly. So, um, so in terms of the Mariners, you know, like they come in third in this division they're really struggling. I told you about their pen and everything yeah. they're struggling is on the pitching side. Um, but their ERA plus is above 95 for their, for their um, bullpen. That's 5% below average. Everybody out there is struggling. There's just guys on guys that are struggling. Um, Kelnick got his first home run, but he's still struggling. I think the team needs that energy. You know, like he reminds me of a, like just an energy guy. I'm not sure now that he's going to be the player that we wanted him to be, but I do think he's going to be very important as a team, like less fantasy implications, less baseball cards implications. I think this team needs Kellenic to be 
the energy piece. Mm-hmm. And that's, sure. a, that's a really big, important uh, piece. And I think Mitch Hanniger will bring that out of Kelnick as he, uh, you know, as that team really solidifies. So I'm, I'm, I'm a wait and see on the Mariners. Um, Texas, Julio looks good. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. He's I, back. I, I, I like what I've seen from him. He's, he's, you know what I love up. most about Julio? He's yeah. sneaky fast. Yeah. He's stealing bases like crazy. Him and Bobby Witt are both stealing bases like crazy, and I love it. I think but, Julio's but no first... more AL Central talk. That is it. <laughs> I think in Julio's first 20 games, he had maybe one or two where he didn't have a single strikeout in the past. Yeah, like his plate eight, discipline eight or is nine. He's had five games where he hasn't had a single strikeout. So that's good to see. Big time. Yeah. And I and I think the important thing with him is swinging strikeouts are not happening. Yeah. Right. And he and I know we've all seen it, but he got like 14 K's early in the season of called strike threes that he took and were balls. Yes. So, you know, that's unfortunate. Um, Texas, I like what I'm seeing. Like I said, I feel like this team is really coming around. Getting almost no-no'd by Cortez in, in New York was something to behold. I think that says a lot more about Cortez than it does about Texas. Um but I think what I've got to say here, and you refer to it by saying Seager is the LVP, Eli White and Jonah Heim cannot carry this team. You know, that's a backup catcher and a guy that's probably a fourth outfielder. You yeah. know, like, it, and they're the ones scoring all the runs. Every time I'm looking at my phone, it's like Jonah Heim does this or Eli White does this, you know, and it's just like, that's fantastic. That's really what you want yeah. when the rest of the team is doing great. You know, it's like what we yeah. talked about a couple of weeks ago where the angels are putting their pieces together because Walsh and all them are like coming together while Shohei and Trout are doing their thing. Like Seeger, Simeon, Garver, all those guys are very much struggling, especially Simeon and Garver, but they're just not been themselves. Um, I I've seen good at bats by them, but they're just not, not themselves. Um, Adolis has actually been better than I thought he was going to be. I thought we were going to see second half Adolis and we're actually seeing kind of somewhere in the middle, which is perfect. I'd rather take that Um, rough week this week. Yeah. But you know, seven days is is not much in a long season. Um, and then my favorite Texas Rangers prospect got calls up tonight after Mitch Garver goes on the eye hell. Sam Huff is in the majors again. I think we're going to see some crank daddies going out. Um, he is a man on a mission. He moves like an ox. The guy is so slow and he just is like so bulky. Um, I don't, do not think that he stays a catcher long-term, sure. but, um, I'm excited to watch some moon yeah, shots. Hit some jacks for sure. Yeah. Um, and then the A's, the one thing I do want to say about the A's is, um, they're bad. They are very bad. Um, Pache or Pache or I don't I've heard a million people say it a million different ways has been good yeah. you know like he yeah. coming yeah. from the Braves has been a really good move for him um and I and I have dogged him a lot in the past year um but he's looking much better in, a, in an A's uniform than he did in a Braves uniform and I think that was like him like letting that pressure off like he didn't have to be Albies or Acuna or you know Austin Riley he just got to go to Oakland and just be Pache. Uh, 
Loriano's back. That's huge for the Oakland. I know he's going to get traded, but it's still big that you mm-hmm. get a guy that he needs to come in and play really well. He's had his first, I think, seven or eight at bats have been non or he hasn't had a hit. So he's not, you know, off the ground yet. But Loriano sure. is probably going to get traded at the at the in the, at the middle of the season. I can't wait to talk about that. And then also Montas. I we talked about that. We referred to that. Another really bad thing about Oakland right, right now, though is they are um, sixth in the draft lottery, actually. So, like, they're projected sixth in the draft lottery for the likeness to get the first-round pick. I think that's very generous. I would take the under on that bet. <laughs> uh, I think they end up probably being around two or three. I don't. I think them and the Reds definitely are going to compete for the worst team in baseball. Um, additionally, actually, the Rangers are seventh, and I would take the, o- or I would take the over on that one. Hmm. But they also have the sixth toughest strength of schedule for the rest of the year so it is not getting any easier for oakland they not only have to play a bunch of really good opponents in their own half but they've got to they've got they're playing a lot of those east coast teams that are just going to wreck them yeah they are yeah or west coast teams yeah yeah so Sorry, that was a lot. A lot happened. That was good. Week. Yeah, a lot. A lot I, I, I I did a lot in the transactions and news reporting because the power rankings stayed the same. So, Angels, Astros, Mariners, Texas A's, Astros are pushing one, and and Mariners are like pushing four. So yeah, that's good. All right, cool. Um, let's go to our final segment, which is our card buy of the week. Of course, as you guys know by now, if you've been watching, Kendall and I also co-host with Arm Layton, the cardboard consultant show over on Just Baseball Fans. You can catch that over on YouTube, um, probably with the same place, same place you're watching this show. So, but we like we know, to talk. We know you're watching. Yeah, <laughs> we like to talk cards. We can't help but talk cards. And so we give you one card a week. I'll start us off. I'm going to go with a guy that we, that you know, we everyone knows that's pretty much in the card game. Josh Young, um, his cards are dipping because of the injury, obviously. And now's the time. I mean, I came across a PSA 10 Chrome first refractor for 75 bucks. And those wow. were about 100. That was a lot more expensive, like six months ago. Absolutely. Um, even a month ago, they were a hundred. Yeah. So, you know, if you, if you come across a Josh Young that you like snag it, man, that guy's, that guy's still the number one prospect in the Rangers system outside of maybe lighter. I don't know where they put him uh, in terms of overall strength, but the guys, the guys a buy right now, if he ever was a buy. So he'll obviously come back. He's going to, he's going to be an incredible player for the Rangers. I believe for a long time. So, so snatch him up if you can. Yeah. And I, I don't really have a super solid one this week T. I'll, you know, I, I have a guys that I like and I'm interested in. Um, Josh Young is a great, uh, that's a great find in the diamond in the rough, especially with a dip. Um, you know, I think when I think about some of these stars that have really struggled early on in the season, I think Shohei has really struggled offensively. Um, well, really struggled offensively for him. You know, um, I, I probably would say that you've got to go buy some of these stars that have struggled, you know, like, uh, like buy, like benefit off the dip. Um, yeah. That's what I would say. Or I would say, you know, I'm just going to do the Homer route and say, go get you a Sam Huff card because he's going to hit a ding dong here soon. And <laughs> you're going to you're going to want to look at it. So, 
Uh, awesome, awesome. I, and Sam right. Huff is not my real. That's not my real one. But <laughs> well, we like we like Sam. We like his cards. Um, I know right, Sam let's... Huff is going to be a league average player, but I'm so excited to watch him be a league average player. League average player with immense power. So right, those guys are always fun to watch. All right, that wraps up the fourth episode of State of the Division AL West edition. We ran through the standings, the MVP, the LVPs, the injury news and notes, the power rankings, and our card buys of the week. We appreciate you guys tuning in and watching. We'll be back next week to continue diagnosing this division and giving you the up-to-date information about uh, this wild, wild west. My name is T. Wright. I'm with Kendall McKee. We will see you guys next week. Later.